Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Monty and the Pharaoh Show. Yeah. Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here live out of Village Connection Radio in Huntington, New York, live from Rockstar Studios. At the board is none other than studio owner, Mr. Jim Savelli. Jim, how are you, sir? What's up, buddy? I had to get up early today. I know. It's an early rise day, man. I've been going since three because I just couldn't sleep because to my right is none other than WWE Hall of Famer. Mr. Tony Atlas. Tony, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm the new fire. The new fire. It's, it's a new day. It's a it's new, new, a day. new day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new day, baby. <laughs> Yo, Tony. <clears throat> You kind of broke us up. You kind of broke up me and the Pharaoh, bro. Yeah, I I I, I do that to people. <laughs> you know, as soon as Tony Atlas shows up. The party's over. You just break it up? Yeah, I'm, it. I'm a home wrecker. <laughs> hate, hate to admit it. Come with the tear toy. Uh, but life goes on. But you look good, man. Yeah, well, I, I'm kind of digging it right now. Yeah. I'm kind of digging it. It was almost like the breakup of Rocky Johnson and uh, Tony Ellis. done the five-minute deal. Yeah, that's it. Right. If you just would have did the five-minute five five yeah, deal, it all would have been okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you angry that day? You, no. you know, I think you have a propensity to get angry. Well. And you are scary. I can imagine you get angry. I'd be a little scared. I'd be scared. I'd be real scared. Well, when I get angry, I only hurt myself. Mm. So getting angry, a person can't think when, he, uh, when he's angry. So you only hurt yourself when you get angry. But sometimes I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do get angry sometimes. Yeah, it happens yeah. to all of us, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 nature. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, let's talk <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> well, what was that all about? <laughs> I don't anger not, anger sorry. issues anger issues and breaking up Long sure Island's number one gotta, pro wrestling broadcast. Yeah. Well, wrestlers in the olden days, like you said, I was listening to guy talk earlier before it came on. And, uh, yeah. Uh, in wrestling, uh, a lot of things that people see now uh, they probably never see again because I came up in a time of. Uh, when wrestling was a sport where they wanted to convince the public that the person that they saw on television was uh was that person. <clears throat> so I was telling uh Eric Sims on the way here, I said, uh, I remember I used to uh, ride with a guy called Red Basting and mm-hmm. a mustache twist up and everything. And I said, Red, what gimmick 
you know, should I get, uh, you know, what, what should I be? And he said, don't worry about it, kid. Eventually you come into your own. Mm-hmm. So if you notice Ric Flair, I don't know if you guys ever met uh, Ric Flair in, in real life, but he ain't pretending. That's that's flair. All of us from childhood, we got a little, we got a character. We used to make jokes in the old day that uh, wrestling is for real, and the rest of the world is fake. You walk into a, a, a restaurant now. Since the beginning of time, they have not been not one, not one individual born on this planet with the same DNA or the same fingerprint. So we're all not the same. Nature just made us that way. We're all the same people crap, you know? But anyway, as a when we all kids, we have we raise it with fairy tale. We you, know, you want to be Batman, you want to be Superman, you want to be Huck Hogan, you want to be this, you want to be that. And we all got these characters in, but society tell you, no, you can't do that. So you, we suppress these feelings inside of us. Now in wrestling, you're able to get it out. I got inspired by a guy called Steve Reeves, used to play Hercules. And I was a little kid, and I'm on my set through that movie twice. And the guy had to tell me, you got to leave. I left, and I started picking up tree limbs. Mm-hmm. That's, that was my first gym, tree limbs, lifting them tree limbs up in the yard, picking up rocks. I said, I'm Hercules, I'm Hercules. And Primo Canary, who used to be a boxer, Primo Canary took in a, uh, uh, was wrestling against Hercules. And the thing was, every time he hit the ground, he gets stronger. He was a dirt god. Right. So Hercules picked him up off the ground. Over his head, okay. and Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas. I, I, I did what Stevie did, but but that was my fantasy. That what got me out together was got to call Stevie. I, I was so so. If I see seventy five percent of black kids grew up without a father. I didn't have a father. When I got into wrestling, I have many dads and uncles. My father was George Scott, one of the Flash Scott brothers. He knew I didn't have a, a father. I was about nineteen, twenty years old. He said, "I be your dad." And up until he passed away years ago, I used to call him all the time. And his his wife would say, uh, "George, it's your son." And he's all oh, Tony's on the phone, right? But he had legitimate sons. Mm-hmm. But he always looked at me not as a. He always protected me, you know. And then when I got away from George Scott, I'm kind of like Mike Tyson. When he got away from Costa, his life fell apart. When I got away from George Scott, my life fell apart. I grew up without that dad, so I needed that type of connection to. Uh, a male figure in my life. Um, Was there a difference, though, growing up, um, you know, without a black male figure against a white male figure? I don't think color got anything to do with it, to be honest with you. You know, we all humans, and and we children don't see black and white. What children see, they see the inner. Children and seniors see see the same. In between, you don't know what the hell you see. Right. But when you're a child, you see you see the spiritual part of life because you just came into the world. And then when you become a senior, you see the spiritual part of life because you're about ready to leave the world. Mm-hmm. And in between, you, you kind of bland. You know, you don't see much at all. What I and I could be wrong. I've been wrong many times before, so one more time ain't gonna you know, hurt nothing there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but yeah, but George Scott was like a dad to me. He he nurtured me and and uh, made sure I did the right thing. He was always able to handle me when I got angry. He was able to hang on my anger and understood me. And then Vince McMahon, uh, uh, senior, was like a dad to me. I always looked at him as a uh, as a father. He had that fatherly. Nature. Uh, did you look at then? Did you look at Junior as a brother? I, I, I never. 
work for Junior that much. If you look at our our history, um, when when he took over, uh, my career was built under Senior, uh, not under Junior. I, I work for Junior as Saba Simba, Mark Henry, and you know that that you know later on after my career, but. Um, I, you know, but you did interact with Junior when working oh, for Senior, yeah, right? Not that much. I kind of stayed by my distance, you know. I, in other words, I knew my place, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I always knew my place. Okay. Unfortunately, I, you know, I have to. It was only so. You know, everything is a pecking order. You know, it's. You 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 know you kind of know what you can and what you can't do, and you see others get away with stuff, and you know if you did that, boy, they would you know they'd have you hired for it. But uh, I I kind of knew what my position was, you know, from day one. You know, after the you know like I say after George Scott, you know he was my protector. But after he you know passed away, was no longer because you know he worked for WWE mm-hmm. as a booker for a while, and then when he left during the heyday too, and yeah, yep, yeah. and he's the one that made uh, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat. He was, uh, you know, he was the master man back in Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling for many years. And they were and Ric Flair was making four or five thousand dollars a week back in them days, eight thousand dollars a week. You know, and then, I'm talking about the seventies. Yeah, sure. And that was in a small territory where they only had uh, days of territory there, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. So you know, guys making good, you know, real good money uh, under George Scott. Then he came up here, but I, I don't know what the problem was. Then he went to uh, Texas. It, it, Texas started to grow a little bit. Then he left Texas and left me in Texas. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Puerto Rico. Then the Brody. Right, this, right. Yeah. Well, you you made your rounds. Snowball effect. So uh, <clears throat> since the last last you were on the show, um, unfortunately your wife came down sick. I was yeah. wondering if we could talk about your wife Monica a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, no, no, we can't do that. No, no. Okay. No, no problem. You got it. No, 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 no. All right, let's jump into wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Don't do that to me now. Let's bounce back a little bit. Um, back in the. Uh, the early 80s. Uh, what were your experience? We have David Sammartino coming in in a couple of months, the son of Bruno Sammartino. Right. Can you uh, share some thoughts on Bruno Sammartino first? And I'll ask you about David. Bruno Sammartino, at that for a long period of time, long period of time, there was no WWF. There was no WWF. There was no WWE. It was Bruno. Back in the day, a promoter would what they call wrap the territory around a wrestler. And so what Vince Jr. did was wrap the company name around the wrestlers. You know, instead of, it ain't about uh, the wrestler anymore. It's about well, it's a, the, the, the company. You see, when, when Bruno was wrestling, people say WWE. He never worked for WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there there was no WWF. There was WWWF when when Bruno worked. So it was a totally different uh, uh, organization. But but Bruno was like he he, he was the, the 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 company. You know, they, they, like I said, the company was the company was here. Bruno was here. And without Bruno, this didn't mean nothing. 
You see? And what Junior did was flip the job. Well, you, you, you kind of understand that, though, right? Yeah. So they built superstars, and then they if a superstar superstars. screws right. them up, you know, I, I want to stay on track, but, right. you know, let's use Sasha Banks, for example. Okay. You know, she's unhappy, she takes a bag, she goes home. You know, if you put all your money into that superstar and they play that game with you, you, yeah. could, you could kill your business. Of course. Of course, yeah. I yeah. think back in the day, older, well, you know. I know about anybody because I've done it. Right. You know, I, 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 you know, I mean, I hurt the company, but I hurt me worse. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've done that. So, you know, when, when people pay their hard-earned money to see somebody, you got to show up. You know, they expect to, to, to you to fulfill your uh, obligation. Because, you know, the fans are not responsible for your uh, personal life. So you you have to be there when the... Uh, and a promoter, like I say, he invests a lot of money, and he he got to get his money back. The the, the shareholders got to get their money. So, you know, it's not just about Tony Atlas or Huck Hogan. You know, it's about so Vince played Junior did good because what he did, he made the company the the star, the star. Yeah. So it's not the wrestler; it's the it's the company. Give me some interaction between you and the iconic uh, Bruno Sammartino. Did you have any interaction oh, with yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. Get any stories to tell? Well. Bruno and me, we was uh, when we was around each other. It wasn't about no wrestling; it about lifting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me and Bruno, we were about that. We were about lifting them weights, you know. Hey, kid, uh, I, I hear you did. You broke my record today because I, <laughs> I was in uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, me, Tito Santana, a moment axe demolition. All of them was at the gym. We were all in there working out at the gym. Uh, upstairs there in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I bench pressed 565 that day. Wow. And uh, Bruno heard about it. So Bruno come back to all kid. I hear you just broke my record. And I said, I said what was your record? He said, uh, 560. He said, it's only about five pounds. Just five pounds. You know, only five pounds. But you, know? you broke my record only five pounds. You know, yeah. He pat me on the back. I love Bruno. So, but I love Bruno, man. Bruno was the type of guy uh, that he... You know, he, he looked like a wrestler. He, he looked the part. He, he was a wrestler. You know, he, he was legitimate. That's what I was saying about when you got a guy sitting in the office writing a strip uh, for you and you got to go out and play something that you never had no experience at in your entire life. So people are not stupid. People know that this don't, something is not, it don't click. It's just something there don't click. It's kind of like I was with uh, McIntyre. Uh, uh, Drew McIntyre? Yeah, Drew McIntyre uh, last night. The what, what he's doing that fits him, you know. It have to, things have to fit. I, I remember I was watching this uh, television program about Hercules. And the, the modern one, the, mm -hmm. the modern you know, yep. when he reality of Hercules. And I look at that guy, you know. He ain't got no muscles. <laughs> now, when you see Hercules, no muscles. Well, and he was with Zena for a while. Remember the Zena? Yeah, yeah, sure, that sure. Guy, okay, you thought about it. Right. had the long hair yeah, and yeah. stuff. He, he, you know, he don't look like no Hercules, but they got it. They paying him money to play something that he it don't fit. In the older days, if you meet Ric Flair, Ric Flair is the same inside, outside, in bed, out of bed. You know, that's Flair. His in, that's his inner character, and we was able to do that. We were able to release that inner character right. in us. And you can't create. I can't make you what you not. You know, I can't make him what he's not. I can't make him what he's not. I can't make nobody. If you're not that, you just ain't that. You know, mm -hmm. that's why I, when they put belts on certain people, I, I look, I say, come on now. 
I ain't gonna call no name, but come on, man. Yeah, go ahead, you could call some names. No, come on, yeah, yeah I ain't gonna. Should I call him for you? No, because my I, I, Kofi person, Kingston. The, well, if that, <laughs> you know, uh, but Finn Balor. <laughs> you rough. I can keep going. You rough. <laughs> You rough on him, man. Yeah. You rough on By the way, this is only him. the views of Monty from Monty and Tony Farrow. Tony Farrow had, is not agreeing with what I'm saying. I'm just throwing names out there. I, I don't agree with you. I just said that I, I, another thing that I learned in the business, you know, the man is not here to defend himself. So, you know, I, I kind of feel, that, you know. But regardless, what I'm saying is that it got to fit. You know, pe- people get tired of being screwed. You know, people pay their money for something. You buy a toaster, you take it in, you put it, uh, turn it on, it don't toast no more. You know, you go, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you, you know, the people tired of buying that, that toaster that don't work. You know, or, or when you drive it down the highway, some guy give you a, a cell phone, you think, you know, give you a phone, you think you got a great deal. You find out that the parts don't match. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so people get tired of being screwed. So, when when you try to force something down the people's throat that they just not going to buy, they you know you got to sometimes. You, well, I, I think it also goes back force. to what you said: the company's not building stars, so you it's hard to get around, get by someone or support someone because they're you know they're not your hero, right? It's just everything is one big well, company, what I right? Think, what I think, be, be honest with you, with these young kids today that I watch, mm-hmm. I watch a kid on that cell phone. You watch these kids, yeah. I'm going, what are you looking at? Yeah. Well, he started telling me all this stuff. He said, I said, you saw that that quick? <laughs> you know, that finger. Yeah, yeah. You seen all that, that you process all that that quick? It's like a freaking subway station or something. Oh, they, they're not processing, man. You know what? Everybody wants to see everything quickly quick and, and quick get through time. Quick. That's why. Could you imagine having an arm bar in a match nowadays? No, the fans would it won't work. riot. It, it won't work. It would be terrible. And, and, and I think, and I think, what the problem with pro wrestling today is not fast enough. Mm. <laughs> That's what I say. For this newer generation that, that I see, it not nothing is fast enough. You know? All sports have the same problem, man. Baseball, football, yeah, right? You know, everybody wants to get in and out of everything they're doing. Instant, 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 instant. Everything is instant. So you, you know, the uh, 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 kids. They, I work with a lot of a lot of kids, and uh, they want to slow down. They really, really, really want to slow down. But what we did as parents. We did we did something that was never done to any child since the beginning of life, unless you were the son of a king or an empress. We had never, as grown ups, walk up to a three year old child in a restaurant or in a store or anywhere and say, What do you want to eat? Now maybe it's just me. No. You know, this this person been on the earth three years. You've been on the earth 50 years. And you got to ask a three-year-old to make a decision. So what we did, we forced the decision on these kids at a very, very young age. The brain ain't built to, to cultivate that away. And so by the time these kids get 20, they have to they in this. You know, and they can't stop. They never get a chance of being. You should never let a kid make decisions. A kid want to feel protected. 
they want someone to look up for, a teacher. They don't want to teach themselves. Mm. You know, we tell them, hey, look, I ain't got time to teach you. Tell me what you want. Well, do they listen? Well, why should they? they? I work with kids, and what every child that I learned that I, that I work with this, they want discipline. Mm. They want guidance. They're not getting it. They're getting no guidance. They're getting no discipline. They want to know how to. They don't want to be thrown into the into the ring at three. See, mm. we put them in the ring at three. They want to hit that ring like we did around 18 or 19. But they want that protection and grown up first. You know, hey, this is a new world, daddy. Uh, where I go? <laughs> what I do? Uh, well, what do you want to do? What the fuck you have to be for? <laughs> right. I'm only three, you idiot. <laughs> what the hell? We have gotten so bad at spoiling our kids that we don't realize the damage we're doing to them. But, and what I try to do is straighten out the damage that parents do every day. Mm-hmm. I, I help them to make decisions. I tell them, green beans is good for you. Chocolate cake, you're going to have diabetes, they're going to chop your leg off, and you ain't going to live long. End of story. It's the truth. That's my child. I want him to grow up and be healthy. I don't want my child to grow up and be on insulin at, at 10 years old. Sure. Just because I'm asking him, what do he want to eat? You know mm-hmm. what he want to eat. You the grown up. Ain't no kid going to pick up the, no, uh, pick a, a, a broccoli over a chocolate cake. Never going to happen in history. No kid going to pick up a, 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 a nice Italian restaurant for McDonald's. And them deck gum chicken nuggets, not knocking McDonald's, they're good. I eat them myself. But, <laughs> no. but you understand what I'm trying to say? These are children. And we ask them, what the hell? No, when they're growing up, I have asked a child anything. So let, let me ask you, we talking about. I'm going to ask you, what you been into? What you up to there, boy? But that's about it. She asked me when I got in trouble. She didn't ask me no my advice. So you were ta- you were ta- you're talking about children. So we Bru- need to raise Bruno, our we need a mother, and we need to start going back to parenting. I ain't talking about beating the hell out of them, slamming them up against the wall, all that crazy. So stuff. share share your thoughts about David San Martino then, because that's kind of parlaying into how we spoke about Bruno. You were around when David broke into the business. Right. Why didn't it work? Did Bruno and did Bruno like you said? Was he giving his child whatever he wanted, or was I don't know much about that affair? To be honest with you, okay. You know, see, like I say, everything in the wrestling days working clicks. Okay. You know, me and Bruno, we let we talk about waste, and then we, and we did. And me and David was same thing, you know, but but everybody had their own little thing in, in regards uh, that they personal stuff. What me and SD Jones try to do, we stayed out of it. Right. You see, you got to realize, I'm new to not bringing racism. I'm black. Mm-hmm. You are? Yes, sir. I did not. I did not. <laughs> okay. Hello? Yeah. I had my, I stayed in my, in my lane. I, that's how I, that's how I became, I uh, got on top. When I stepped out of my lane and forgot that I was black, I got to get knocked right back in my lane. Not saying that, you know, but I knew, you know, I, I know my place now. I didn't know my place then. I forgot that I was black. I can't. Thunderbolt Patterson. <clears throat> I was out with a bunch of guys. We were drinking, smoking, partying, girls in the room. The next day, we feel like crap. <laughs> we went into that TV station in Atlanta, Georgia. Ole Anderson saw me, and I ain't going to call the other person name. We let him tell you the story. But he know he probably laughing if he listens to your program right now. And we fell into that floor, and, and we, you know, smelled like crap because we ain't shower we ain't mm-hmm. been to bed right. and we got to do a TV taping 
And we walked through that door, and Odie had to throw us in the shower, try to soap us up and everything. So an old town wrestler named Thunderbolt Patterson walked up to me and said, boy, I'm going to tell you something. You can't do what them white guys do now and keep your job. Hmm. When I got fired for the WWE, I was doing the, the WWF then, the same thing. I was doing no work. In fact, I did less. And the owner at that time said, I have to make an example of you, of all the people. See? So I, I learned long time ago that, that people say, no, it don't matter. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. To, not to everybody, but in certain situations, it is it, the because it's just something about human nature. You know, it in all of us. You know, we got this certain human nature that we pull for one side more than we pull. If you're Democrat, you pull more for a Democrat, and then nobody on the Democrat side could do anything wrong, and everything that go wrong is the other guy's fault, and I got nothing to do with it, even though I'm working too. You know, I'm there. You mm-hmm. know, I'm part of it, but I don't got nothing to do with it. Well, what the hell you doing there if you ain't got no nothing to do nothing? You know, go home if you ain't got nothing. You know, if you ain't involved in nothing, what are you there for? But anyway, and they're the, they're the same, you know, on the other side. So wrestling is pretty much the same way. When the crap hit the ceiling, you know, if you're not connected with, in with the right people or if you're not packing the houses, then the guys that pack the houses, you know, then you can get away with what, what they want. The guy that don't pack the house, he ain't going to get away with nothing and so on. Yeah, but, you know, at that time, you and Johnson are tag team champions, which is, by the way, one of the most important Matches you, in the history of wrestling. But, but if you look at all the matches during that time we had that belt that mm-hmm. we had together, S.G. Jones told me something. He was laughing. He said, you know, y'all two guys are the first two guys I've seen that had that belt. They didn't make no money with it. You go back through the computer. I ask anybody out there. They look mm-hmm. at all the matches me and Rocky had to defend that belt. It's hard to find because we had nothing. Yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> like I, when we won it, we were lost. Rocky kind of blames you for no showing no, events man. and doing well, all no, that. Right? It wasn't so much. It wasn't so much that you know. Uh, it was. Uh, he said you wouldn't go to the smaller towns, you know. So he, you know, maybe he thinks well, that's there was true. money to be drawn. Well, well, no, that 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 is not true. Uh, why would I? Come back and screw up. Why would I do that? I gotta be a complete idiot. That's, I, I, that's Rocky Johnson no, talking. I, I have I, no idea, right? Every, like I said, it don't read the other guy. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. No matter who you talk to, when you read my book, one thing that Scott Teal told me that that he liked about my book, he said, "Tony, you the first person that I would write a book for like this." He said, "Why is that?" This my statement in my book. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people helped Tony Atlas to get on top. Thousands of people helped Tony to get on top. Only one person helped Tony to fall to the bottom, Tony Atlas himself. Mm-hmm. I'm the captain of my own ship. When I came back, because uh, I was with, uh, I came back uh, from, from California uh, and went back to work, they put the, the title on me and Rocket. I tried everything in my power to make that thing work. I didn't miss no show. Chief J. Strongboat bagged them, bagged them to put SD on the show with us to make sure I get to the show. Rocky was a transportationer. Mm. I depend on Rocky for a ride. He was the man with the wheel. Right. 
I just flew in from California and went to work. I ain't had a car. Mm. See? So everybody want to blame their mistakes on Tony Atlas. It's easy to do to blame somebody else for a decision you make. I, I take full responsibility for everything I ever did, but I'm not going to own up to something that I didn't do. No, I didn't miss any shows. They got records, you know. You look it all up on the computer. Everything's on the computer. If I didn't miss the show, how come my name there? If I wasn't there. You know, that's a good point. That's right. You know, they got records of all this stuff, man. You can get out and tell all the lies you want today. But they got a thing out here today with what is good about the internet called facts checks. So when you get these guys out here and they started flapping them gums about this and flapping them gums about that, somebody told me that Rick Flair said he was in Puerto Rico when Bruce Brody was dead. Well, if he was, he'd be shame of himself because nobody seen him. No. He was in hiding. <laughs> right. right. Nobody on that car seen him. I didn't see him. I was there. Dutch Mantel didn't see him. How the hell are you going to be there? Who was he wrestling for? Was he wrestling for Carlos? See, that's what guys do. What's his name? Uh, what was the guy named? Dang it. I'm getting old. Oh, uh, shoot. Uh, Magdal Vashon. Okay. Magdal Vashon said, if a story is worth telling, tell it, it is worth embellishing. Yeah. And it was a joke. Could, could I tell jokes that they're not that Tell bad. whatever you like. Okay. Now, this, you know, I didn't make this joke up, but it's in the subject. Okay. This guy was standing, was stirring this big pot of feces. Mm. You know what? Yeah. Shit. You can say that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to help you. What the world coming to? They'll <laughs> <laughs> be standing there and the guy come by and say, hey, what you making? He said, I'm making a politician. Uh. <laughs> he said, part of the guy looked at him and, and got mad and walked away. Another guy came back. He turned the pot again. And the guy said, what, what are you making? He said, I'm making a, a loan, you know, uh, with a loan officer and the people that come, tax collector. The guy said, oh, the tax collector got mad and walked away. Next day, he got a bigger bucket. Every day, the bucket got bigger. I'm, I didn't tell you exactly, right? It's an old joke. Okay. I ain't told this a long time. But anyway, the third day, he got this gigantic but He's stirring this big pot, pot of... Shit. Stirring it around here. <laughs> You know, and he said, "What I'm making?" He said, "Well, I was gonna make a wrestler, but I didn't have enough shit." Oh, there you go. We workers. <laughs> See, wrestling started in the calm. When I first started, he speak kind Remember that? Yeah. He just speak kind And 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 the 70s, with the you know, but then really with that Ted Turner is the one that is really responsible for Vince and everybody else. He was on that uh, uh, TBS, which was went into 48 different states. The only state it didn't go into was Alaska and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So it covered the whole United States. So you had guys like Dusty Rose and everybody was coming to that Georgia championship. And you know you can't find the tapes because there's one guy that got the tapes and he's so pissed off at Vince that he said he's gonna give them to nobody. And and all them tapes, all them tapes for all them many years, you know, everybody ran the savage. And nobody you, that that went that got big that was not on these tapes. Everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. That's why when Tony Atkins first came to WWF, Vincent had to get me over. They already knew me. Because you were big in Atlanta. That's right. That was the that was the miracle worker. every Saturday night. Yeah, right? sir. That was the miracle worker, right? There. I mean, I mean, guys that don't not, not even wrestle in for Vince. Mm-hmm. People up here knew him. Oh, absolutely. You know, when Steamboat first came in, they knew who Steamboat. Vincent had to build Steamboat. He was he was Steve. I was Tony Atten before they got me. Yeah, you were pre-made. You know, I was made before they got me. They didn't make me. I was there before they got me. Tony and I a want, lot of guys were like that. I want to talk to you about uh, Bob Backlund. So senior. 
makes Backlund champion after superstar Billy Graham. Right. We've had a few wrestlers come in here, Larry Zabisco, some others, saying that Backlund almost made the WWE bankrupt. Can you? What were the houses? I, now, I grew up during that era. I was at the Garden all the time. They always seemed packed. I hated Backlund at the time. I love him now. I, I, you know, I respect what he's done for the industry. Give me your thoughts on Backlund, and is there any truth behind that? They were trying to make a heel a babyface. It ain't Backlund's fault. They they let him be Backlund at the end of his career. What a difference. Yeah. What a freaking difference. Wow. That was just bad management. They want to blame Backlund. So you're saying the real Bob Backlund was the end Bob Backlund. you saw that Bob Backlund. If you you made that champion back in them days, he'd be the most hated heel. He'd be harder than Ric Flair with that attitude. See, people was tired of, of, of good. Vince got one of, if you notice, Vince Jr. got got, got one of two things. I mean, uh, one of the things he got one of was baby faces. There's no more good in ba- baby faces. If John Cena talked in the 70s the way he talked now, he'd be a heel. Right. Heels didn't brag on them. I mean, baby faces didn't brag on themselves. They didn't put people down. The world have changed. See, Backlund became champion, but unfortunately for him, they had him trying to play. You know, he's calling him Heidi Doody because people were tired. Look at Terminator. Look at what we watch mm-hmm. on TV. Look at what interests us. If it ain't got sex or violence to it, we don't want to see it. And Backlund, was, he, he represented that Earl of the 50s and the 60s. You know, he'd be great when the world calmed down, but right now the world want to kick ass and take names. And Backler came in as a guy one of the comp things. Even when I was watching when uh, President Obama was president, well, everybody that, that didn't like him told me, he's too nice. Now, when can you be too freaking nice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm right. saying? Nobody want to see nicey-nicey no more. They want us to see, kick your butt, I slap your upside head. So is there truth, though, that he was, you know, the WWE no, a lot of problems no, no, with him no, as champion? Or that he no, just that, had I, I didn't see any. I, did, I just figured that, that he was not, he could never be, they want him to be this smiley guy, and the fan didn't wouldn't p- pick it up. Got no way back. But they pushed that imp that envelope. See, when you put a wrestler out there, you, you let him do what. He, and if you see that what he's doing is not working, one of the problems that I always find with that was different working up 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 north than working down south. Yeah. Okay, Georgia Championship Wrestling. I go in the ring. I'm not getting over. Only answer. Tony Atlas, that was the drizzling shits. Jimmy Crockett, Mid-Atlantic. I go in, the match didn't go good. Tony, don't do that no more. That's that's not good. Vince McMahon, match is good. But match is horrible. Senior, junior, we're talking. Both. Okay. Nothing. Not a damn word. That's so you don't even know how you're doing. You, you, yeah, you never know. So then, why did seniors stick with Backlund? Nobody know because they see they they wouldn't tell you what was wrong. You don't know if you're screwing up. Mm. Or they they want you know, they you don't know. When I work for the territory, if you did something wrong, they tell you. Mm. They don't tell you. You don't know until you're gone. That's when you know. Then you find out, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I screwed up somewhere. Where did that come from? Yeah, it's, it's out of thin air, you know? Do you, do you think part of the reason yeah. is back in, you know, the, the NWA, AWA, that type of thing? And, you know, 
I guess like well, so, maybe someone your size. Now, if you now, wanted, you wanted in your time. Now, they wait, put, wait, wait, let me correct this first. I, I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't no, mean, it's fine. I don't, yeah, I don't mean to be rude. No, you're not. But uh, uh, it's your the, show. Now, you got to realize. You got to realize that, that. No, I wish it were my show. You got to realize. Tony that, Farrow, uh, baby. Hey, there, there. <laughs> Monty of the Farrow. When the WWF is what I'm talking about, not so much the W. Wait, the WWF too, but not the WWE. You know, because they got. You know, it been change of commands in, uh, you know, the, 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 the it was on there. Everything came from one person through what you call the booker. So the boss would tell the booker, then the booker would tell you. But up, up there, not even the booker tell you. Mm. you. You see what I'm saying? So there was no, you know, you would get told you was doing great. Love having you here. Greatest thing we ever seen. Then you get home, your service no longer needed. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, they send you home for that little vacation, you know, that what? little that little two days off thing, oh you know. And, and and the letter is there. Mm. Waiting for you. Yeah, me and Teddy Long used to laugh all the time. Teddy was sitting there after every WrestleMania. Teddy Long was sitting there. I wonder how many guys is walking around here is already far. They already got They don't even know. Don't even know. You don't know you're far until you go home. I mean, the, the first time they done that to me, they gave me a booking sheet. And uh, me and old Black Bob, you know, we we, uh, we saw the boss sitting in the cafeteria. So we went in there to talk to him, you know. Oh, don't worry about it. Everything is great. Everything is wonderful. We're so glad to have you here, you know. Tony Atlas, them freaking arms in your mouth. What with them freaking arms? You know, off the subject a little bit there. I get back to subject Vince. What about my booking sheet here? So then what, what ended up happening, he said, oh, it's been a mistake. By the time you get home, you know, the, the new book of sheep will be in the mail. Don't worry about it. You have just as much of this company as any of us. I said, oh, okay, thank you. Get home, my wife. Oh, you got some mail? Oh, that's in from the office? Yeah, you got something for the office. You know, wife all happy and bubbling and everything. It's probably a check. I'm happy and bubbling too, you know. <laughs> Then I, I pick it up from Pat Patterson. Your service no longer needed. Oh man! Oh, well, they, they don't. And want that you. was the next. So when he was telling me, "You, if you okay here?" The letter was already at the house. Called the wife running to me when I walked through the door. The letter got there before I did. So the letter was already in the mail. Well, they're scared. Well, no, mm-hmm. that's the that's people what, don't like confrontation, Tony. Well, you know, especially God, your God size. God gave us balls for something. Yeah, well, but no, just honestly, you don't have to be. I was, I wasn't going to beat him up. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a, a Neanderthal, you know. But just be man enough to to lay lay the cards on the table. Don't you know? Don't be a cutthroat backstabber. Don't do. You know, just just be upfront about it. I mean, what what I'm going to do? Beat him up? Well, we did establish earlier. You do have I a mean, bad time. He probably had. He probably had reason for it. He probably had reason for it. Right. You know, but, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. He probably had reason for it. But still, you know, they wasn't afraid of me down south. Well, let me ask you about that. So you're wrestling. Jim Barnett was. A, you ever see you ever hear Jim Barnett? Yeah. Tony, my boy. He wasn't afraid of me, my boy. So if my boy right. is not afraid of me, how come he is, my boy? Could you have done? Yeah, could you have, could you have done business for yourself in the seventies? Look at this guy. Yeah, I mean, come on, you know. If, could if you have done business do for yourself in the seventies? Like, so we're going back to Vince Senior keeping the strap around Backlund. We, it's clear no one probably Backlund could have kicked anybody's ass. I would think in real life. You're in the you're in the NWA. You're in a title match with Ric Flair. Ugh. If you wanted just to take the belt from him, you could have just took the belt from him back in that day. And what would they have been able to do? N- not book you. 
Yeah, like we had a guy. We had guys that done that in the they past. They tried to do business for themselves, right? Oh yeah, Carl Gotch and a lot of guys. They, they've been tried before. It ain't like it ain't been. So tried do you for. think that's why Senior left the belt around Backlund? No, no, no. It, it wasn't that he was hoping that he liked Bob. He was Just hoping that him. it worked. You see, Senior, you got to realize when you talk about Senior, you got to look at his age. So them guys saw wrestling differently. They yeah. saw the Senior saw the sixties, and he wanted that Bruno. You know, that character, you know, that, that, because that's how his, my time, he was in the 70s. And then we, we, uh, by the time the 80s rolled around, that... Times have changed. John, yeah, John Wayne was no longer the most popular thing. But I mean, isn't Junior, like, around the corner going, hey, Dad, you really need to change things well, he up? he did. He did. He did. But that probably what caused a lot of, you know, discontent somewhere along that. But, yeah, but he, he tried, but... I don't think a lot of guys didn't see the change you know they, they try to catch up the WCW but they, they got on the train too late you know because everything they did looked like they were just copying Vince yeah, Vince, Vince, Vince got it first yeah. see Vince did it first you know so they could never create nothing and Nitro for a while was up it was good was, was, doing, was doing good for a while but j- j- Senior the Junior came along in a different time uh, uh, period like I said now that's why you said earlier you said you can't use a headlock like we did hold a guy in the head for mm-hmm. You know, because people are looking at everything. Well, so maybe times are turning on now. Now yeah. Junior is older, and he doesn't see yeah. it like his father sees it. They need that, new blood right. there. That's right. Listen, I want to change yeah. gears on you a little bit. Everybody talks about Brody with you, but I wanted to hit you with uh, Jimmy Snuka and Nancy Argentina. Did you know anything that went on in that situation? I wasn't there. Were you close with Snooker at all? Oh, maybe you... me. Oh, I, I love Jimbo. I still like him. I, I like Jimbo a, a, a whole lot. Well, what did you hear about the situation? How's that? I'm not asking whether you know. Just what did you hear, and did Jimmy ever talk to you about anything? No, I me and Jimmy never discussed that. You know, you know, we really never did uh, discuss about what happened with him and that girl. I, I knew that they was uh, were dating for a while, and uh, my what, what, what was she? My I think my Second or third wife mm-hmm. was used to date him, you know. But uh, there was probably about maybe twenty different stories went out on that about what what happened with that girl. But I think the a guy called me. He supposed to be what called a DA guy mm-hmm. from the district attorney. Right. <laughs> probably you know when they want to reopen the case stuff. Sure. He, he called me. He asked me uh, 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 questions about it. But uh, he said that. What the court papers say and what Jimmy say in his book don't match, and that's why they're gonna wanted to reopen the the case. So that's gonna be kind of like an OJ mystery in the rest of the world for many many years. Cause the only person that really know what happened in that room was Jimmy and that girl. Mm. I don't. Nobody else was around when it happened, and they're both gone. And they're both gone. Yep. So you know you're gonna hear a hundred and one story of speculation. I, I even repeated some of the speculation, you know, which I stopped doing because it, I, you know my wife, you know, God bless her, she said you gotta stop repeating what people say when you, you wasn't there, you know, because well, in shit. the wrestling bin, I, I keep forgetting myself that guys love to exaggerate though. they want to be a part of it I think everybody likes to exaggerate man everybody do that everybody it's not just wrestling okay yeah and, and so I gotta be careful not to exaggerate and, and put myself into something just to be part of well, it well I don't want you to speculate but you're kind of yeah. blowing this next question out uh, well, what are your thoughts anyway. on the what are your thoughts on the Benoit murders now that's another one see I was in Maine that was in Texas 
That's another one that I used to speculate on that I stopped speculating on. No more speculating. <laughs> no more speculation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody's a freaking psychologist now. For a while, Tony Atlas thought he was. You know, you can fan 101 tapes of me saying that, yeah, you know, I know what I'm about. You know, I went to Lee, you know, Lee Junior High School and I almost passed the sixth grade, but I know this. And, if, and I have done that. I have done that and I got to stop doing that. So no more speculating. No more speculating. I mean, I. Well, right now he won't, but I'll probably, tomorrow I'll probably speculate again. Well, but as Tony Farrow, you're not speculating. No, Tony Farrow don't speculate. All right, that's, uh, all, that's all I want to know. You heard it here. <laughs> Let's t- the Farrow, baby. Look, he's got the Farrow. Oh, nice. I like that. Tony, JYD, your relationship with JYD. Oh, I, I, I love Dog. Dog was a, 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 a good guy. Uh, like most of us, he could have been bigger if, if certain things were different in his life. Well, can you talk about those certain things? Well, he ain't here to defend himself. I think but you were around it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, was around, I, I was around Dog, you know. But he didn't do nothing. Uh, nobody else did. It was just... It was it was certain things going on in the business that a lot of guys should have stayed away from, and they didn't. And I, I think if, if if he had stayed, let's put it like sober, mm-hmm. you know, put it out, you know, uh, I think his career could have been much greater. You know, he had a, a great talent. He was over. I mean, it didn't take much for Vince no. to push him to right. the top. I mean, he just walked in, mm-hmm. and you know, but they they knew him from previous stuff from that you know that TV that sure. that on TBS. But but I think that uh, if, if he had stayed up, you know, more sober, then I think but could you could you see it creeping man. in on him to that kind of level? Like maybe in the beginning, they're just you know it's you know you're hanging out with the boys and you're doing a little something, and then all of a sudden it starts to take over your life. I mean, you're you're in that well, with see, him, right? See, when 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 you don't say nothing, people don't think they're doing anything wrong. If he had done that with Bill Watts, Bill would have said something. You understand what I'm saying? Right, yeah. He didn't know he was doing anything wrong. Nobody was saying nothing to him. There was no threat. There was no nothing. Bill Watts would say, if you don't cut that shit out, I'm going to fire your ass. Mm-hmm. Bill Watts would have been all over his ass. Ole Anderson would have been all over him. The Crocker had been all over him. Barnett would have been all over him. But Vince? They don't tell you nothing. That's where guys get in trouble. They don't know they're doing anything wrong. Right. You know, come tell the person. You know, don't let a guy stand. You see a guy drowning and you stand there. Well, you got in there by yourself. You get out of it by yourself. Now, like I said, it might have changed. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the company now because I'm not there anymore. I only talk about the company from... 2010 back. So what happened in the last nine years, I ain't got a, a clue. But from 2010 back, it's the same thing. They won't tell you when you do something wrong. You don't know you screwed up till you get home and find out until you get fired. That's when you find out you screwed up. How didn't you... You're, he's your friend. Why don't you tell him he's doing something wrong? Uh, you can't... Uh, it's tough questions here, Tom. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, but no, it's not tough. But what is you? You, you can't because they ain't gonna listen to you. You don't write the check. We are individual. We're not friends. We are business associates. Like Junkyard Dog is McDonald. Tony Atkins is Burger King. Huck Hogan mm-hmm. is Wendy. Mm-hmm. You, you individual employ. You're not on, like on a football team. 
Now, he was a team yeah, but buddy. you guys are traveling together. Individual companies. Burger King, McDonald's on the same street, too. Hello. I got you. But same, same. They're in it for themselves. So if I'm reading the, the, it, it's like. Every man for himself. Every man. And, every and man you know, if you fall off the mountain, good for you. I'm on top. But see you later. Okay. When I got, when I got a, a broke, I knew more millionaires than Rockefeller and couldn't bum a quarter. Mm. Brody laid on the floor. The, the, the Klondike Bill told me, said, kid, when you first started this bit, if you have one friend when you finish, consider yourself lucky. Wow. Magdal Vachon said, rest is a dog eat dog business. I get your bite of it. Joel Scott, you said, kid, you got to take care of yourself because if you don't, nobody else will. You every man, if it's a Tony Atlas is not a person. The person is Anthony White. That's the person. My company, my corporation is Tony Atlas. That's a company. Erk mm. Sim don't hire Anthony White. He can't make money with Tony uh, uh, Anthony White. He come to my company, which is me. I'm the company. Gotcha. My name is the company. Yep. That's it. It's the name. I made a name that is that you can make a couple of bucks on, you know, enough to get a cup of coffee and a sandwich. But at least I get a cup, cup of coffee and a sandwich. What's my name? Okay? Bottom right. line. But the, the whole thing is... You, you create this company. Huck Hogan is a company. It's, it's like like uh, President Trump. The name Trump. That's a company. Mm-hmm. It's not. A, it's no long. It's not a person. You have to disconnect the business part from the, uh, you know, the person part. The person is the founder, and like I'm the founder, and how do I want to put it. I'm not as smart as you guys are. I'm the founder and CEO. owner. CEO. Yeah, CDO of Tony Atlas Incorporated. Gotcha. That's that's wrestling. And and you and I did and I wish that I had learned that thirty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I learned it afterwards. You know, I always learn things late, but it's better better late than never, you know. But now I know what the game is all about. And now that I know these things, I'm no longer a participant. Kinda of like playing football for your whole life. And the guy tried to teach you the plays, and then finally your career is over, and then years and years later, when you're all your youth are gone, you finally learn them college plays. Yeah, well, this is... And, but you can't get on the field now. Hmm. I know the plays now, Coach. Gotcha. But I can't get on the field no more. That's that's what I learned about. You, they not People always say, all, all you wrestlers are friends. We become friends afterwards. In when the, we yeah when we in talk, the battle it's making money talk, right but even it's, it's like that I hear from when I have learned because people have told me certain things that other wrestlers have said about me mm. because they want to be booked by you not me so if they could cut another guy out of a book and they still they would do that even, yeah, sure. even out here because every man is doing in it for himself nobody is doing it for no one else and and everybody with the WWE if one can move one out. So they can move themselves in. They're doing the Chief Day Strongboat try to drive that into my head so many times I didn't know what to do. Chief pulled his hair out trying to tell me. Right. He said, kid, they don't care nothing about you. He said, you're going to fight for them because they were coming complaining to me. They said, hey, will you say something to him for me, Tony? Will you talk to Vince for Almost me? Almost like setting you up. Yeah. What they got to lose? They, they, Vince don't told me they were fired. Yeah. They were already walking out the door, and but on their way out the door. Mm. It's kind of like you're in the ocean. And the only way out the door, <laughs> yeah, they want to drag it down. <laughs> yeah, trying it. to get themselves out, but, but at the same time, they drowning you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Could you have done more in the Brody situation? Looking back, could you have done no. something different? No, no, that's that happened a sucking. That happened in like a sucking. I mean, it was. 
or sucking. It didn't happen. Nobody saw it coming. Brody was a pretty smart man. There was no way they would have got to him that way if he had thought for one minute that something was wrong. There was no indication nowhere. The only indication, looking back, was he he was left at the hotel. Now, why would you leave Brody at the hotel? But at that time, who who would have thought that they left him at the hotel to kill him? Mm. I mean, nobody would say, hey, you know. Now, if, if he were probably in a member of a gang or if he had trouble with another gang, of course, yeah, you would think something's up because it's not regular procedure. But in wrestling, you never thought that a, a murder plot is getting ready to go down. Right. <laughs> not in wrestling. This wasn't part of the... So, no, I, I, I don't think I don't think that that could have been avoided because he walked right into it, especially the, the, his murderer rolled with him the night before. It was in his car to go the night before. The guy said, why didn't he do it out there and do it there? Right. But it just the way it was all set up was like to send a message. If you mess, you know, I don't know, you know, it's hard to psychoanalyze it, but it was a matter of seconds. All right, I'm going to name a few wrestlers' names. We've got about five minutes. Um, just give me your thoughts on them. Dr. D. David Schultz. All that I remember him about, about, I would say maybe the best story about Doc David, everybody knows, is him slapping that, that newscast again. Right. I mean, he slapped the living concrete. <laughs> 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 he slapped that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 it cost him his career. Yes. But it go to show, Dr. David Shook, he's an example to other wrestlers. Don't slap anybody. No. <laughs> the days of manhood. Is gone. Mm. You can't be a real man no more. Mm. You you gotta follow the rules, baby. See, back in the olden days, I got stories about. I go into bars. We used to pick fights in bars just to beat them up, just so we get a news that was publicity. Yeah, but you put it. That was a big chance. You got your ass kicked. You were done in that territory, right? That's, that's a big right. ch- that's a I big was, gamble, right? Well, the guys that did it didn't wasn't worrying about that, right? I mean, Harley Race, he didn't worry about that. Harley Race had a six-inch punch. If he tagged it, you're gone. Bro. You're done. You, you're done. You're done. I see him do it many times. But you were a fighter, yeah. too. You couldn't take yeah. on Race? You well, think you could have beat him? I, I wasn't much of a fighter. I was just freaking incredibly freaking strong. If I got my hand on you, i just pick a spot to lay your ass. Mm. I would. I could, in my younger days, I'm not bragging, but it's the honest God truth. If I grab you as big as you were, I'd throw you over in that freaking corner. I believe it. And when you come out that corner, you won't be messing with me no more. <laughs> Right. I'll tell you a true story. This is a true story. It, it happened twice to him. To a football player, the Pittsburgh Steelers, them guys. Okay. First of all, Bruno beat up a bunch of them. You hear about that? Never, I never heard about Bru- that. Yeah, Bruno and, and be in the dressing room. They came back in the dressing room. They were talking stuff to Bruno. You, you heard about it, right? And Bruno beat that. Bruno Samantini beat up about about two of them. And the third one, Sheik came in. Sheik and Sheik had Yeah, right. Sheik really? came in and helped him. And they, three of them jumped on Bruno and Sheik. And, and Bruno beat three of them in the freaking dressing room. That sheep was suplexing the fuck out of them. <laughs> yeah, Bruno was a tough SOB. And then I got into it. If SD Jones were here, he, he'd be the only one who could be my witness. And we had a club he used to go to. This in Pittsburgh, too. Mm-hmm. And the guy got to talk about fake rats and stuff. And I rolled up from my seat. I grabbed him by his belt. Picked him up on my head. Walked uh, him up. Because we was upstairs. You know, like a back in the thing. And right. the dance floor down below. I, and I was going to throw him down. I wasn't going to do it, but I just, I'd held him over to the dice floor just like this, and then everybody thought I was going to throw him over. Wow. Yeah, man. 
I was strong as shit, brother. I was so freaking freaking. I used to take 500 pounds, and I'd do it five times, set for a minute, five more times. Scott Epstein book, used to book me in the park with Dan Lurie. Okay. Put 500 pounds on the bar. Uh-huh. And every time somebody come in the store, I'd do it for five times. That's how strong I was. Wow. Hogan was 340 pounds. Brody was, uh, Bundy was 460. If I got my hands on you, you would fly, bro. You I, I didn't give a shit how good you could fight. Just don't let me get a hold of Damn you. Damn straight. And I was quick, too. I was real fast. Well, look at you now. How old are you right now? <laughs> Something I'm getting like a woman now. You don't want to give your age. Oh no, because you know, something called because, Wikipedia. Because what what people know because there's two ages on the internet. Oh man. You ever see the the Pharaoh is ageless. He is the Pharaoh is ageless. <laughs> but but if you go on the internet, look up Tony Atley, there's two ages. But one one is sixty five, one is seventy five. But I have never met to neither one of them. But Tony, I got to tell you, you, like you look so like so in shape. Your face, you I'm you look like you're in, you're I'm like sorry. in the mid fifties. You look like you know maybe even early fifties. Come on, now. I'm not kidding. I'm being honest. I swear, I'm not does, stroking does. the Farrell right now, Tony Farrell. It's true. I look like an old buzzer. No. <laughs> All right, Tommy Wildfire Rich. Love him to death. I got a lot of. He broke my neck though. And this is a funny story. Uh, that's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> we were driving back one night, and, and Tommy had this bad habit. If you sitting behind him in a car, he would turn all the freaking way around and looking at you going down the highway. <laughs> and he used to do that all the freaking time. This one time on them crooked roads up in Ohio, he he done that crazy stuff. And he went up, he, he always told me the same thing, relax, I got it, you know. And, but this one time he did it, it's always that one time. You don't, y'all do it twice to learn your lesson. You only once now. We went off the side of the road. Now, there's a lot of people involved in this story. We went off the side of the road. <clears throat> the car flipped over. The hood was bent all the way down to the doorknob. I was sleeping in the back, so I was wrenched down into the seat like this. And the top, the hood was on my head like this. The other guys were the, the Johnny Rich, uh, the other guy that was, uh, uh, the, what was the son? Hot dang it. Oh, he was a referee. Oh, I can't think of the poor kid name right now. But, but anyway, let me tell you a story. If your name pop up, I throw it out there. But anyway, <clears throat> so they, they were waiting for the jaws of death to get me out. Wow. Uh, the Sheik was riding with Ole Anderson, the Iron Sheik. He said, who's, who's down there? And then they said, Tony Atlas, he's trapped in the car and doing the gas is leaking and smoking. And they said, he's going to get burned alive if somebody don't get him out. The sheep ran down and ripped the door off. Yeah, yeah. Under that moment, of, ripped the freaking ass the sheep next time you see him. That's like Hulk strength. Well, you could do that with... Because they went for the door. But he came and pulled the door, got the wow. door open. And the sheep... The Aaron Sheet got me out the car mm. before he caught on fire. Wow. The Aaron Sheet. So I'll be dead now if it wasn't for Sheet. So you're That's forever, in, you're I, forever I, in debt I, to Sheet. I ain't going to never say anything bad about Sheet. Because I see how the Sheet are all in time with me. He didn't even think. And only told him, say, he's a baby face, which means good guy. Mm. Sheet is healed. He said, if you go down there, I'm going to fire you. 
Wow. But the sheik just ran and, he, and pulled it, got the door open, got me out, got me up on the day. So I, got, I went to the hospital there. Can so you there. believe that? Tony is about to die, and the promoter's telling the other guy, you can't break kayfabe. Yeah. Don't go down there. Yes. Yeah. Holy honest God cow. Truth. Honest, honest God truth. Honest God truth. This was Ole Anderson with Georgia Championship Wrestling there. But uh, anyway, because uh, that TV was going to Ohio then. We just started going to Ohio and Wheeling, West Virginia. Anyway, they put me in the hospital. I was there for about maybe three days. I was unconscious. I don't know how long I was there. But anyway, they when I got out, they put a halo on me. Right. On my head. Mm-hmm. They go, they wires. I look like Frankenstein. Oh, they said, oh, I'll take that fucking thing off. Take that fucking thing off. He said, I don't want the people to see you like 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 this. He said, he said I got an anger. I got a freaking anger for you. So he had me to take the halo off. Put my elbow up on the turnbuckle, hold my chin like this, and Buzz Sawyer, they supposed to come in with a two-by-four that's supposed to be gimmick. You're yeah, going to saw yeah, some yeah. of it, and then, you know, put stuff around it so you don't see it, and whack me in the head and break the two-by-four in my head. Buzz, who was always But let's just say you okay with Buzz doing that? I mean, that's not, a scary situation well, in itself. I didn't know him then. We didn't know each other. You got to realize, we young. I didn't know him A from Apple Butter. I didn't know he going to come in with the, uh, the two-by-four, Hit me in the head with it, but Buzz was so stoned that morning he forgot to saw it a little bit. Mm. So it was a, nothing wrong with that two by four. And I got a, just coming out the hospital with this halo, and I'm up here just like this. And they come in here and he hit me, and he hit me again, knocked me the fuck out. Then they took me back to the hospital. They had to, they kept me there. They wouldn't let me go out no more. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, I was there for I was there for a while. And then when I broke my hand, when I was wrestling with the cask on, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's when I broke my hand. And but I still had to make every show. See, but now it's different. If you get a serious injury, see, I didn't break my neck completely. You got these little things that stick out, but this piece here was split. Okay. And the doctor said if if it wasn't for my neck, if you look at younger picture being a strong one, he said I'd have been dead or paralyzed. Wow. But nothing moved. It just cracked it, but it didn't like move out of place. Enough. It's probably in such great shape too. I, well, right? what I should do when she even look at me now, look at my neck. Mm. See, no yeah. wrinkles, no looseness, no looseness. Feel that neck, son. No gobblers, nothing, Ooh. nothing. Nice neck. Hello. <laughs> That's a nice neck. What the World Cup? Yeah, but you know, but most guys my age, they they got looseness. Something. No, yeah, like sure. Yeah, but I work it every day because I broke it that time. Yeah. But dude, you don't have looseness on you at all. All right, one more name, and then we got the ESS, and then we're going to reveal Tony's artwork. I'm gonna. I got three names, but I'm gonna go with Piper. I got to know Piper at Legend House. Never knew him before then. Ain't that weird? That is that what was so good about Legend House. Never say it wasn't stayed. We 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 didn't know each other. Vince made sure he picked a crew that had never traveled together, never did nothing together. Cause he was a heel, I was a baby face. He was a baby, didn't travel together. If you did, you got fired. Yeah. So that's why Vince put it together the way he put it together. Fuck, if, you, fuck if you're in a burning car, they you're not allowed to touch each other. Exactly. That, they took the business versus. So Vince knew that that was the perfect crew mm-hmm. of, of 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 guys to put you know to put together, and then to put Pat Powers there, which is uh, you know uh, uh, how we say in the days about being political. Well, he's gay, right? Yeah, he's gay. So you know, a lot of guys had funny feelings about. You know, gay guys too. So, so he picked the, just the right crew. And Pat Powers used to say every day that Vince would never do another one. 
These are cars that would never be as good. Yeah, it was great. Because when at first hand, you could see the guys not working. Well, I got to be I honest with you. I told you in the green room, I thought it was scripted. I thought no, it was a scripted the program. Part, the only strip part, how they scripted it, they put us in situations we've never been in before right. to see how we react in them. Did that they, was the Is there like part. a deleted scene of like Pat Patterson in the closet while you're sleeping and he's going to come? No, no, they none didn't of do that. that. No, no, if, if, if you said you watched the program. If you watch the program, just like with me, they, like picture this. Okay. You're a young man. Not that young, but. They come in there and they tell you you're going to go play polo and leave it like that. What are you thinking? Thinking, oh shit, I gotta play polo. If you that. watch Ninja, you see about this, and they they want to get that expression. Yeah, right, right. You know, they, they, so they didn't they didn't tell us nothing. Every day, that little girl would come in there, and she would tell us what we got to do that day. But let me ask you: When Pat reveals that he's a homosexual on the show, you all looking like this is the first time you ever heard this. I mean, that had to be scripted, right? You all knew he was gay. Not me. Really? Mm-mm. I don't know about that man. Wow. I didn't know he fired my ass. I know that. Hmm. I know he didn't like me that much. Hmm. I knew that. Because I pushed him up against the wall when me and Rocky got a fighting. All right, tell and that SD story. Then we're going to ESS. Yeah, I got to yeah, hear this story. Because SD told me that's, that's what probably caused a lot of my trouble. You see, Rocky sometimes would leave me at the hotel and take off. And I, I used to, you know, I, I, I finished like catching the. The cab, you know, going there. But he done that to me several times. So the last time he did it, I saw him in the dressing room. Tiger Conway Jr. used to do that to me, too. So me and Rocky, we got in a fight in the dressing room, and Pat went to break it up. And I was swinging, and my arm swung out and hit Pat. And I'm over uh, 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 with the belt. I told him, I said, look, I told you not to do that with this guy. You should never put me with this guy, because I was just so pissed off at Rocky for leaving me for the third time. So I shoved the belt in Pat chest in front of the boys. I did it in front of the boys. Mm. And back in them days you so so Vince had no choice then but to take action. Pat was his right now, hand if man, I had, yeah? It was, yeah, yeah, he's the top the, the top guy and then you're not shoving the belts and the, all the rest are sitting there looking at us. So mm. that didn't go over too well with uh with, with Vince. Like I say, I, I could have done it in a different way, but I was just so freaking Angry at the time, I didn't stop to think, and and so I knew he had he was greatly re- responsible for uh, uh, letting the me downfall. Because me and Vince, we never really had no problem. I like right. Vince. Yeah. I like Vince a lot, man. I you know I, I like that guy a lot, man. We never had, but he told me Vince got a tendency. I don't know if he do it with other people. I can only talk to what he do with me. Sometime when he have to do something, he would. He normally don't, but he does with me. Uh, kind of. Come to me and, and say, well, I would like to tone it, but there's, you know, I have to listen to my uh, my people or whatever, his, his board or mm-hmm. whatever right. he got. Yeah, yeah. He said, there's a lot of guys that, you know, it's against you here. So, And they was in the office. I had a lot of people in the office that was against any decision that Vince made to do something with me. I got you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. <clears throat> On the couch, Ain't super no promoter. Ain't no BS, you're a cult hero, E-S-S. Bigger. <laughs> what do you got Tony doing with you this uh, All right, weekend? So uh, as soon as we get out of here, we're going to the Wrestling Universe in uh, Queens, New York, and we'll be there for about two hours from whenever we get there. And then tonight... Can you give the address to Wrestling Universe? Yes, 3429 Francis Lewis Boulevard, Flushing, New York. 
So it's right on, uh, everybody know, if you know, if you're a wrestling fan, you go, you know where the wrestling universe is in Queens, go there, okay? Uh, Francis Lewis Boulevard, everybody knows where Jack's store is. And then tonight, we're at uh, Fun Station USA with the uh, Warriors of Wrestling, and uh, Tony's in a big uh, Royal Rumble style main event, and so... Uh, Tony will be doing that. That's awesome. And, and then uh, we got a lot of upcoming stuff coming up. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Uh, who else is coming up? Fonzie. Bill Alfonso. Bill Alfonso. He's coming up. Brutus Beefcake. And uh, we've got a couple of surprises. We haven't uh, confirmed on it yet, but uh, most likely they're going to happen. We just got to just got to prove the date, you know, pr- prove the date on it, and we'll get it. We'll get it done. We'll lock it out. At www.ess promotions.com to say we'll stay tuned to anything I wanna, ESS. I want to reveal oh. Tony's artwork here, Beautiful, which is the bro. most incredible Monty DeFaro picture. Tony, um, want to describe the picture? It's unbelievable. Well, I love it. This is incredible. My good friend here asked me to do some of the guys that have been on the Monty and Farrell show, and I try my dumbbell best to catch everybody's character. If you notice, Tony Atlas taking up all the room as usual. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's the biggest head. Yeah, I got the biggest head there. You know. Or, or I'm sorry, yeah. the biggest body, but the smallest yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, the smallest <laughs> head, but that's fit Tony Atlas. <laughs> that's Tony Atlas, the biggest body and the smallest head. Been like that for years. But then I try to put some of my friends in, and, and uh, you know, this is a fantastic show. You know, I, I, I was telling the guys earlier. There are just as many wrestlers that have been on this program that have been in the WWF or WWE. This is an amazing, amazing uh, thing they got going here. You know, a lot of us guys, like some of the guys that are that I travel with and wrestle with, like Bundy. We were talking about Bundy not too long ago. I was sitting beside him. Now Bundy's no longer here. But the Farrell could say that, that, that at one time y'all watched the Marty and the Farrell show. And you saw him because of what these guys do. So this is a great thing, uh, you guys, that what, what they do. I mean, how, how can you sit and hear in-depth stuff about Tony Atlas if it wasn't for the Marty and Farrell show? You know, how, how can you hear stuff about the Aaron Sheet, Tito Santana, Greg Valentine? I mean, every wrestler on here had, had lived a different lifestyle, a different story, different territory, different nationality, Spanish, black, Caucasian, Puerto Rican, you know, Indian. You know, you got, like, it's like a freaking United Nation here. You know, everybody got a different upbringing, a different story, a different experience. And they all have been on a modern and fair show. So, I don't know if y'all appreciate what y'all seen, but to me, you know, I knew a lot of these guys, like Andre the Giant. And I, I knew guys that are, that have been on this show that's no longer here to tell their stories anymore. So, if you get a chance to see one of us guys... Take advantage of it. We ain't going to be here forever. We're the last of the Mohegans. Mm-hmm. The, the end of the wrestlers. We was not sports entertainers. We was wrestlers. And we wouldn't put nobody over that couldn't beat us in real life. We try to not screw the people and show the people something that we were not. The Tony Atlas you've seen on TV is the same Tony Atlas you're going to meet in person. The the Ric Flair you meet on TV is the same Ric Flair you're going to meet in person. Bundy was Bundy up until he died. Razor Ramon, we immediately stayed Razor Ramon. They, they, they was not character. The character was the person themselves. Like I say, thousands of people is born every day. Nobody got the same DNA or fingerprint. 
But when you go into a restaurant, what you notice, everybody is acting the same. You go into a movie, everybody is acting the same. You go on the subway, everybody is acting the same. Everywhere you go, everybody is acting the same. You walk to a wrestling show, everybody's not acting the same because we, we're all not the same. So wrestling, we always look at it being for real because you could be your real person. These, these were not character. Greg Valentine is just like his dad. His dad was like that. Creepy. He's <laughs> <laughs> just creepy as hell. You know, slow walking, chin down, don't blink his eye. That's creepy. Yeah. Lurch. <laughs> Johnny was freaking Lurch. Oh my God. Greg is Lurch. If, I, if Greg was sitting here, Greg would Tony, let's not you forget, know? though, you're, you can have your own one-of-a-kind Tony Atlas artwork. Go to www.montyandthefaro.com, and you can order a one-of-a-kind Tony Atlas artwork picture, frame, size, whatever. It's incredible. Don't miss this opportunity. Tony, I want to thank you Whoa! Right, once yeah, again, yeah. as always. Um, it's been my honor sir to have you on the program and uh eric it's always an honor to have you in tony these were incredible stories and uh, i gotta tell you you look good in those sunglasses my friend (laughs) all right catch us thursday this coming thursday 805 to 9 p.m on long island's number one pro wrestling broadcast monty defaro only seen here live from rockstar studios at village connection radio until then we'll see you soon Deal where I stand. Oh.